Welcome back, Kook fans, to the hunt for Crimson, your favorite podcast. Back here with uh, Josh and Caleb. After a week hiatus, we are back. Sorry we missed last week. Had stuff going on. You know how life happens, you know. So, uh, but uh, the more, more important thing is we're back now. And on Saturday, after 36 days of long, long stress, uh, after a tumultuous weeks and all that, we put a W back in the win column. Washington State is back on the plus 500 side at 4-3 and three, uh, of the ledger. And I'll tell you what, Caleb, Kook fans are coming off the ledge a little bit. Just a little bit. Not... Not fully off the edge. We got Oregon coming up this week. It is Oregon week, folks. The 11th ranked Ducks. But uh, what a difference a week makes. I mean, we were there and my throat is still recovering from the rain. You know, (laughs) wind and rain. It was cold, man. But we got the victory and I want to hear from you. Um, How you doing and what did you think of the win? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm stoked on the win, obviously. Uh, It was one of those things where, uh, once again, Colorado was started the year strong, faded off. They've been back and forth, so you never know which Colorado you're going to get. So I was glad we got the one we did. Um, more importantly, we showed up to that game, and yes. uh, we did what we had to do. Yeah, forget what Colorado brought, man. We brought it, especially the defense. You'll talk about the defense in a, in a little bit here. But, uh, yeah, man, finally back on the winning side, and it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so good. Hey, TH, uh, the hunt for Crimson. In association with KoogFan.com and 247 Sports, as always, we thank Barry Bolton, Greg Witter, and the Kook Fan team. <laughs> Man, we're so excited. We, we have some energy. Like I said, my throat's a little sore still, so uh, so forgive me for a little bit lower raspier voice maybe today. Uh, I, how's your throat doing, man? I'm fine. <laughs> I came out on top. And oh, I went to uh, I went to Haunted Palouse after the game, so I sat in the rain yeah, for you about went three in. hours, in, in the rain, at the game. And I trust me, the rain got through every layer. I had. <laughs> so, but I kept the core warm because I had a vest on that kept me safe from the rain. So that's glad. exactly where I was. But um, then we went to Haunted Palouse, mm-hmm. and I was doing cool. Like, I was fine with it. Uh, we were in the first haunted house. And I was I was doing fine, and out of nowhere, this girl popped out and screamed full blast into my ear, oh, man. and it shook me to my core. <laughs> I felt it in my chest, and I was <laughs> I was not ready for that, you so, know. So, so the core was no longer warm at that point. The, the core, well, it was too warm. <laughs> heated up. It, it was yeah, heated real quick. It, it was heated up. And I found out that running through those things doesn't give you an advantage. It puts you at a disadvantage. So, <laughs> and I accidentally put my hands yeah. in one of the one of the actors' mouths. Like it was, I was. Bro, <laughs> they so they there was this part where the walls were closing in, and then I reached <laughs> I reached out because it was completely black. Closing in, so great idea. Reach out, yeah. Yeah, well, because I wanted to know where the walls were at. <laughs> so I reach out to see where we need to go forward and. I just, I, yeah, I two fingers right down somebody's throat. Like, oh, I was like, ah! <laughs> so was at, least, like sorry. At, least, at least it was just sorry. I, I was just scared for my life here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. At Dude. least it, at least it wasn't like I slapped him, but it, my, my fingers did go pretty far in their mouth. Well, and so. when you first said it, I thought it was intentional. No, it wasn't like I, I jabbed him. It was like I was reaching to find the next room, and he popped out of nowhere. Never saw two him. Two fingers right to the back of the throat. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I'm good. I'm good. My voice, wow. my voice came out fine. Too much. Well, that's good. That's good. Kind of surprised because at the game it was starting to get sore, and I think I, I don't think I cheered as much. I, I clapped loudly as I could. See, and I had my hands in my pockets because it was, my hands were getting clammy. Yeah. Well, they always get clammy because you know the freezy sweats. Yeah. You know, it's on again because it's just cold outside. Yeah, it gets worse when it's in the rain. So. Yeah. yeah. So I had my. So I was just using my voice. That's all I had. <laughs> my hands were stuck inside my pockets, man. It was bad. But uh, got the victory, and it made it a little bit warmer after the game. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the, you know, the walk to the bus. and the, We had to stand in the wind afterwards, too, so that was fun. Yeah, but, I was fine with it. With We were the know. last ones. To, well, we were the first ones to miss the bus. Like, it got packed, and then we were like, nope, sorry, you got cut off. So Yeah. We got an extra 10 minutes in the wind. That was great. It's cool. We got to reminisce on the wind, just sitting out there. 
So it was fine. It was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. <laughs> hey, so we're going to get this moved over to 247 eventually. Uh, 247 Sports. We've talked to them at the beginning, and they were just so busy. We got to them a little bit late right at the beginning of the season. And you can just imagine that their podcasts are going crazy right about then. So we will get this over to 247 right now. Of course, we're still on Anchor. Still excited. Thank you, uh, fans that are listeners. Like I said, we're close to 500 now, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, on our way to 1,000, and then up from there, we are going to be the number one podcast for Coop fans. Um, hey, next week, I want to... This is this is big time, because this is what we were talking about before. We're going to get some Coop players on here. Peyton Palour is going to be joining us next week. What How do you about think about that? that? Yeah, that's the awesome. ultimate Coop joining, joining the podcast, so that's great. Definitely. The legend. So uh, I have some questions for him. Can't wait to can't wait to interview him. Oh, good, good. Yeah, well, we'll let you do that then. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, Peyton's going to be on our podcast next week. Uh, we have a uh, an old Cougar legend. Uh, I won't say who he is right now because I'm not sure exactly when we're going to get him on. But I want to say hopefully Apple Cup week we'll have another one on, and and we're trying to get more people on before that. So. This is going to be your place, Coog fans, for hearing the old Cougs talk about the new Cougs, the current Cougs, all things Cougar. That's what we're about. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for that. So hey, let's get into the uh, let's get into a quick recap here of the Colorado game, if you don't mind. Uh, we're talking about uh, we we always do an offense defense, and I'll take the offense this time. I was really impressed, really impressed with the offense. Mm-hmm. The the rain was coming down sideways at times, and Anthony Gordon just. Didn't even seem like he was phased at all. And, yeah. And oh yeah, <laughs> there were a couple plays where it seemed like maybe the rain influenced some yeah, wonkiness, okay. but for the most part, it didn't it didn't phase the way that he approached the game. Yeah, it didn't. And I watched it obviously live, and there was some what the heck happened there. But there also, I mean, when I watched it live. It, it, you always get a different perspective when you watch the tape, right? So I watched the tape mm-hmm. again. I watched him twice, and I was amazed, man. He was throwing the ball with great precision for being in the rain that way. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That pass to Arcanado sticks out in my mind. That was beautiful. The one over the top, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So And there were a couple to the sideline, too. Uh, but So I was very impressed with, with AG. I'm just going to call him AG. Yeah, it's easier. It is easier, <laughs> and he's he's earned a nickname. So AG, um, uh, Air Gordon. Uh, I like Air Gordon. It's just a lot to say sometimes when you're just trying to talk. <laughs> so Anthony was on point. Um, something that I heard after the game that I really uh, I think is a step forward in the right direction for the coaching on the offensive side, and I, I think you mentioned that they maybe did this last year too, but. Talking about wet ball Tuesdays. Oh yeah, yeah. This is something that other teams had done that we had heard of in the past, and and we always thought it was just a good idea for us to do it. And we, I don't think we've ever done it before last year, but um, it's possible. But it's sort I, of I thought I remembered Luke Falk talking about uh, the wet ball Tuesdays or whatever. I, I'm pretty sure I heard Luke Falk talking. Okay, about so it we've done it for a while. So I, I'm just impressed with the idea because that idea is super smart. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we play in inclement weather around here, and like like Ag said in the post game, he said uh, we weren't going to let that be an excuse. When you sign up to play at Washington State, you kind of sign up for that weather, and you know what's coming. Yeah. So, I think it's a I think it's a good point for our team to embrace that. Actually, as a fan, as I was sitting there, I, I when we first walked in the stadium, the first thing that went through my mind was, "Crap, it's cold and it's wet." <laughs> be easier to watch this from home and then i had a change of heart when i saw colorado sitting there like i i specifically remember seeing a couple players that were just having a tough time with it and then i remember you know what this should be our favorite weather to play in yeah. this, this is who we are we're, we're in washington here we're i mean you look at any other washington team the seahawks even the huskies they they kind of embrace it so i mean that should that should be a signature and it should be an advantage for us and so i i kind of started to embrace it and as i did i noticed our team was doing the same and uh that's just kind of that's just kind of what you sign up for here so yeah i i think it's a i think it is an advantage to us because other teams don't have that now colorado they have their own weather and challenges there but right it's a di- it's different when it's pouring rain you know um 
thank goodness though that we have turf instead of natural grass here like did you see the 49er game oh my goodness (laughs) i did did. i don't think i could embrace that (laughs) the mud bowl well you did have to embrace it i mean we played high school ball here and it it's uh it's no turf here i know but i mean i don't think as a fan i could like it's it's not that fun to watch it was a tough game to watch yeah 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 Anyways. So, yeah, yeah. The pellets coming up is better than the mud, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but anyways, impressed with Anthony, impressed with, you know what was really important for our offense? He got Borgie involved in a way that uh, we haven't seen, I don't think, to this point. There was an intentional, right. intentionality about it that was really Im- impressive, I guess, but it shouldn't be probably because Borgie's one of the most explosive players on the offensive side. Our receivers are all explosive as well, but as far as being able to uh, uh, to change defenses and, and what they're able to do using just an explosive back like Borgie is, is pretty important. Yeah, it's kind of what uh, Williams did for us last year, uh, but yeah. on a much more explosive scale. Will- Williams had an ability to break tackles and make more out of a play, than there was, Max has the chance to take it to the house every time he touches it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, Williams, he he kind of had that killer instinct to where he would finish off plays and you'd be like, how did he get there on that? But I think Max... I'm making is, eight people miss against Oregon, kind of. Yeah. He, take it yeah, the, yeah, right. He but that's, that something, that's something he, he didn't get to until his... His last year here, and Max oh. is a sophomore here, right? And he's got a chance to take it to the house every time he touches it. So that's impressive. His his level of athleticism and his the way he approaches getting his yards uh, always forward. He doesn't dance. He he just makes people miss, and then he's got that speed once he does get into the open field. So it, it's it's good to have that threat. It definitely makes the defense have to respect a lot more about your offense when you get him involved. Right, and I think there was a difference uh, between you were talking about last year with with uh, James, just that there was an intentionality last year, right? All year long, mm-hmm. Gardner was looking for him out yep. of the backfield, yep. and eventually that kind of spilled over into Max as well, um, and so they both kind of got their touches there as the season progressed. But we haven't seen that to this point. Yeah, I don't think as, it's been as missing much. definitely from our from our uh, offense. So yeah, yeah. So that was just really fun to see and. That those two, those two whiffs by the Colorado, the best Colorado tacklers. Landman is a beast at tackling, and he, I don't think he laid a finger on him <laughs> on that sideways uh, turn. So I, I was really happy to see Max get the ball because we all know he can take it to the house, and he, he's always just a blade of grass away anyway. And we did it early. He his first two his two touchdowns were in the first quarter. And I think that opened up a lot more for our offense. So yep. yes, they kind of they kind of zoned in on Max a little bit, but you see what that did for the rest of our offense. We started seeing names we haven't seen in a long time pop up and be productive. So I mean, just things were working. So speaking of not having seen a name in a long time, you talked about Brandon Arcanado. Mm-hmm. That kid was balling too. Yeah, over a yeah. hundred yards. Good to have him back. He's that, uh, as Ag calls him, the safety security blanket. Yeah, <laughs> right over the. Yeah, and you can feel it. I mean, those those were drives that we weren't finishing. The drives that he would catch a couple over the middle, those were drives we weren't finishing in his absence. Yes, and so uh, having him back, having that threat, it, it's it's crazy how different this offense is when you can stretch teams over the middle. Uh, he's not the biggest guy to play that position, but he is for the last three years from us. He's big, I think he's bigger than Kyle Sweet. He's bigger than. Uh, River Craycraft. So, I mean, it does it does stretch defenses a little bit when when the middle is a threat and they can't just close in on it. When you can uh, when you can lob one up over the middle and have a guy come down with it, that's that's huge. Yeah, which he does a good job of, and Absolutely. I thought he did an exceptional job in the rain. So, you stretch him with Borgie, mm-hmm. and then you pound him in the middle with Borgie, mm-hmm. and then you throw it kind of over the you middle. You attack to that Arcanado. open zone, yeah. And then you get the over-the-top Tarkinato, and then the other guys are just, like, throwing their Dez with the slant, Tay yeah. with the fade. That's what opens it all up. It's, Aesop it's... with a touchdown that he dropped, which is so rare. <laughs> I, 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 like, I could not believe he dropped it, but then we were able to score anyway. But overall, just really impressed with the offense. Um, we did everything we needed to do. We were patient. For the most part, we didn't turn it over. We had the one mistake, A.G., 
And and he he immediately learned from it. He talked about it in the after in the aftermath. He said, you know, I probably should have just I got to learn to throw that in the first row instead of on the field. I don't think that one was too detrimental though. It when wasn't. You think about the situation. It was third and the what third and eighteen, something like that. It was second, second and eighteen or something. So it, it was, it was second third down. down. No, it was second down. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. I thought it was third down. I mean, that goes that goes to show. No, if it was third down, I I would have been okay with that for sure. But it was definitely second down. Man, okay. Well, I was wrong on that one. Yeah, but be better, Anthony. It, <laughs> at any rate, uh, the, it, it was not the greatest decision, and I'm, no. not, I'm not sure he had the downing distance in mind when he made the throw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. And you know, even if it was, yes, it's not too bad if it's third down. But you got to think, Oscar's been playing lights out. He's been kicking just dimes. He's been dropping them in inside the ten. You got to give him a chance to punt in that situation because mm-hmm. um, they they intercepted on the twenty five. Which yes, if a, t- a touchback would be there, but. Uh, actually, a touchback on a punt, is that still 20 or 20, 25? 20. That's the 20. So it still costs us yardage, but not as bad. But with Oscar, I believe we would have pinned him inside the 10. So Yeah, and there's always a chance in the rain. I mean, you got to take factors into consideration, right, in the rain. It's a difficult catch as it is uh-huh. on, yeah. a, on a punt. So, yeah. so uh, don't make that mistake. Uh, that's a good learning especially, experience. Especially in the position that we were in at that time. Right. There's no need. There, there really wasn't a need to force anything. So right. um, play with urgency, but don't play dumb. That's the, that's the key. That's a great I, point. So, yeah, that's what the offense, besides that one mistake, really happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can you say? 41 points in the rain, and it was a driving rain against... A team that uh, we needed to really put it on. So yeah, uh, but how about the defense? The uh, just one more thing on the offense. The one sure. thing that we'll have to improve if we're going to beat the likes of you know Oregon and whatnot. Um, we got to not have those those periods of the game. Like it's the middle mm. of the game that kills us. Yes. Now we did a good job finishing out the first quarter. It's when Max scored his second touchdown, but. Well, even the first half, we got that field goal. We got the field goal, but it was first and goal. It was first and goal within the five. Yeah, and, no, and we just couldn't. When you said it. not Max didn't touch the ball once. Right. Which is not okay when you consider um, that's that's the difference between putting a team out and leaving a minute. And what do they do the first drive? Our offense, once again, stalls out. Mm-hmm. We got the ball to start the half. Mm-hmm. And within a few minutes, they drew within two touchdowns. So yeah. that's one thing that you can't do, especially when you're playing Oregon or whatever. It's those, it's those dry spells where we just seem like we're just okay with – a three and out. Yeah. And I don't I don't say I'm not saying our offense needs to score every every drive because um and we'll get to it, the defense does provide enough or should be providing enough to where we don't have to score every single drive with the amount that we do score. I would like to think. But the um you can't have these dry spells in the middle of the game where you do not get a single first down. Yeah. For we didn't get a first down for the longest time and it cost us because they got right back in the game. If the circumstances had been different, a la UCLA, like think about what happened there. We started fumbling, right? So we start not doing the right things, not doing the little things to get the first down, not being situationally aware of how far up you are. You also have to play with a lead to protect it at some times. You can't just play like nobody can touch our lead now. Right. Which is what I think that we've got into a couple times when we've got up. Um, so we just need to convert. Yeah. That's that's the one thing that I would like is converting a couple first downs. If we don't score, so be it. That's fine. Um, but you cannot let the game get extended like that. Yeah, you can't let it tilt for they, sure. They had way too many <laughs> possessions compared to what they should have had, considering how easy our offense did score uh, when we did it. So Agreed. Really quick shout-out, too. We never we never shout these guys out. The offensive line was incredible. Yeah. Um, no, the, the They kept AJ clean. Obviously, I mean, you have a 100-yard performance from Max. I mean, what else can you say about the offensive line? Good job. Way to step up. We didn't have. We had we had a few screens too. That uh, what I wanted to say about the line is we we had a few screens where every time we threw a screen, even when it didn't work, our line was out there. They were in position. They did a good job of moving in the rain. That's not easy. There was urgency there. For you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
So that that was great. That was great to see them play as a they played a whole game. I don't think they had a letdown at all. I think our receivers dropped some passes and Anthony missed some open open receivers when we did go through our drought, but there was never a lack of opportunity for our offense and that's what the line creates is the opportunity. Right. So, and also one other thing uh, that I had put in here, but Anthony uh did a great job of leading the group. I was watching when I watched the broadcast afterwards. Um, there was a lot of talk about they they went down to the the on field um, gal who was doing the sidelines and she was saying how Anthony was being very vocal and hmm. becoming that leader that we had wanted him to be earlier. Yeah, but you just kind of got to grow into that sometimes. I mean, like we were talking about first year starter. Um, I mean, he's been around the program forever, but kind of takes a while to get your voice in there and to understand when is a good time. Yeah. And he came in, uh, and after that, after that spell or during that spell, he said, "Guys, we have to pick it up. We cannot. We we can't be like this. We can't yeah. go through the dry spell. We have to pick it up." Yeah. And he kind of led the charge there, and after that, you saw him get back on track. So, just a quick shout out to to everybody on the offensive side, but AG for leadership, the line for keeping him clean, and just having an outstanding day. Uh, receivers really played with urgency as well, and of course, Max. Yep. <clears throat> now on to the defense. The defense is what I'm really excited to talk about this week because they're gonna they're gonna need to put together a huge game yes. next week. But let's talk about what they did last week. They um, one of the people that I was super excited to see uh, play the way he did was Skylar Thomas. I've had a really, really tough time with Skyler since since he's been on the field. Finally. I'm talking last year, talking this year. I've had a rough time seeing why he's the starter, and he finally showed everybody a little bit of something about what he can do. Um, they moved him back. They moved him back into the position he was comfortable in, and it took, took him a week. Uh, Arizona State kind of got past him a couple times, but, I mean... He was all over the field, mm-hmm. um, and that's what he does. That's what he does well. He does. He's not the best in pass protection or pass coverage. I mean, um, but he does fly to the ball, and that's what he provided last year, and that's what we needed him to provide this year. And he hadn't thus far because of the position change. Obviously, you have different responsibilities. But yeah, it seems to me he's not the best when guys are going right at him. Yeah, yeah, but when but, but he he did a great job of reading the quarterback. It also helped that uh, we we were getting pressure. Uh, but I'll get to that in a second. But Skyler did an excellent job. His eyes were in the right place, and he didn't um, he wasn't out of position like he's been all year. Right, and it was nice to see because he kind of finally was he was he looked a lot more calm to me. He didn't look like he was. Uh, well, and you mentioned just it, I mean, chasing. Things. He wasn't out of position because he was in the position that he needs to be in. Like, yeah, that's that's kind of his <laughs> where he fits. Now, on that same note, I would like to shout out Armani Marsh Ooh. because he, I, yes. before the Arizona State game, didn't I tell you that we need to see more Armani? He that he might provide a good spark. He so did. he was, he was playing mostly the inside receivers. Um, he was he was he was matched up on them for most of the game and wow he did a great job playing that he did a great job um, just just getting them out of rhythm I think he he kind of took away the middle of the field for them and then he also uh, did a great job when he was asked to rush the quarterback he got there he didn't finish the play he right. got there not used to finishing yet but. yeah but I mean this is. Uh, again, he hasn't seen any time, really. Right, right. So, I mean... Well, if you can throw a guy like Montez off his mark, that's all you have to do, really. Yeah, so that's that's what I would love to see is um, Armani and Skyler were finally playing. Uh, we finally found a combination that can complement each other quite well because you, you get a quarterback who's hurried. Uh, Armani was, uh, w- was great on the pass rush. And then you get Skyler, who is solid and can fly to the ball. I mean... That's a, that's a combination that's going to work. And well, let's if, not forget Trey Davis did a nice job there too. Trey Davis did as well. Yes, um, those two were those two are what um, stuck out to me, and I thought Armani really provided a yeah. nice spark for our for our group. Absolutely. Um, now the other thing that I thought we did better at, um, and something that'll continue to have to improve, because for some reason we did it really good for while well, Alex Grinch was here, and then we kind of we did it with uh um clays clays and uh, but 
we're just kind of getting back to doing it right is the line stimming and mm. the moving. Yeah. It it felt like we were doing a better job this week. Last week we we changed our approach to it, and but oftentimes when we did it, I liked what we did against Arizona State, but oftentimes when we did it, we were moving out of position. So we were stemming out away from where the play was going, which we don't always know where the play is going, right? But we were we were leaving big holes, mm-hmm. which was something that we never really had done before with it. I thought something like that uh, this year more than any other year. I thought we've done it so early that they're able to adjust. Yeah, so this is, this is what teams are doing now because we're not the only – a lot of Pac-12 schools do it. Oregon State does it now. Yep. Oregon does it. Uh uh, who else did I see doing it this weekend? Um, well, whoever. The, the point is, a lot of Pac-12 schools have picked it up yeah. and have started doing it. And it started with Alex Grinch here. Um, and it worked, so people obviously are going to copy Copycat, it. Yeah. So, um, but the way we've been doing it the whole year is early. And then it has no effect when you do it super early in the in the play clock so uh, we yes we were doing it early but the thing is teams were also waiting longer before snapping because they were expecting the movement what we did well against arizona state is we had a second stem lined up so we would stem that adjust and then would stem again yes. that's something that we hadn't done which was good it it did create some pressure but not from the right from the right gaps right so what we did this last game what i noticed is we we only were stemming with uh two that is two linemen point. so we left one in yes. position so even when we were moving from the gaps we had one guy that could easily easily fill that gap and then we were sending um i think uh more more often than not we were sending pressure at into, least one if not two linemen yeah in into where we were stemming away from so we did a better job with making sense of it and making it part of our strategy rather than stemming just to move to ke- get ke- get them off their spot or whatever we were stemming uh with a strategy in place for how we would fill those gaps yeah and then speaking of strategy too i think when we didn't blitz we we well i don't want to say that but uh, I thought there were some times when we also did not stem and they maybe waited for a little bit long and then they were like, okay, come on, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then never happened and then they were off. We, we did balance, a good job so. mixing mixing in. Great correct, job mixing up. Correct so. thing. So, Shout out to Rock Bell and Tony. And- yeah, and I mean, we. I was frustrated against Arizona State the way we played defense because I was so looking forward to getting back to speed D. But there is a transitional period that we're going to go through here mm-hmm. while we find out what we're doing on D. And um, I prayers that we've gone through it and the yeah. transitional period just ends at Oregon and we just <laughs> blow them up because it's going to yeah. take an effort there I'll yeah tell you. it's gonna there's gonna be some things I mean Oregon's gonna get their points but the the thing is for the most part being in position and tackling well yeah I think that's gonna be key um obviously that's easy to say but again it all goes to these minute details like when to stem that we had second stems but we left one lineman in place we didn't stem the entire line right um so we didn't shift our point of attack entirely we just shifted part of it mm-hmm. so that that was really well done uh, shout out shout out to uh, our co-offensive coordinators for that yeah and then um the other thing is defense. our defense or defensive coordinators yeah <laughs> co-offensive coordinators <laughs> leach just would clone himself if he needed another one <laughs> So, <laughs> anyway, uh, he couldn't handle himself as a clone. I tell you, for, yeah, he'd, he'd fight himself. Uh, defense. The other part was we were ready at the snap. Uh, what did they talk about? They talked about simplifying things. They talked about that before the Arizona State game. Yeah. But again, like I was saying, where that we made the change late. Like we had a bye week. And we didn't change defensive coordinators till the end of the bye week. Yeah. So we essentially only had a week with these new, with the new defensive coordinators and the new setup, you know, which was the old setup, but we won't get into that. But um, just playing with speed and everything. So our defense still against Arizona State was not ready at the snap. This week was a different story. Yes. We got, it's so amazing how getting things on film can help. So we, <laughs> we got film. Of what we were doing wrong. We were playing better, I thought, against Arizona State, but still gave up too much. But then we got film of why those things happened, and we were able to fix it. So um, hopefully we we have some stuff from Colorado, too, because as much as our defense did, Colorado missed some huge opportunities uh, yeah. thanks to 
Montez's inability to throw certain passes, and especially in the rain. But what our defense did well was they were ready at the snap. I didn't see them struggling to get lined up, which is something I've seen all year. I was so happy to see them in position, ready to play. Um, and that just comes with getting used to the defense. Well, um, it manifested itself in turnovers. Yep, exactly. We were in position more often than the offense was. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, three of the interceptions, we were just in perfect position. All three of the interceptions, it was just they, <laughs> we we were there. Like there was just we hardly even had to move for them. Yeah, we didn't see one time the entire season we didn't see those plays. Yeah, guys jumping routes. Mm-hmm. Guys dropping off of their guy to catch a to to pick it off. Yeah, yeah, like and Thomas. And the that area. that's all positioning and being ready at the snap. We've yeah. been chasing things so often this year. It's so nice to see our so defense finally yeah. finally being uh, comfortable in their own skin. Great job. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, the front provided good pressure. I thought uh, Willie Taylor did a great job, and Will Rogers did a great job. Uh, Dallas Hobbs. Uh, did, how, how did what happened with Hobbs? By the way, with what? Well, because he he doesn't. I don't remember him making very many plays. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot more McDougal. This, yeah, this that's game. that's what I was wondering because we had um, McDougal in a lot, Amici was in a lot, but yeah, I uh, there was just a, I think a little more a little, a little bit more, more rotation. Mixing. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, pretty good, pretty good mix there. Um, but our defensive front did a good job providing pressure, but being in position. Now it really helped us out, and I think it'll help even when we face quarterbacks that can scramble, but it helped that Montez was not a scrambling quarterback um, because it allowed us to kind of see these these schemes and stuff manifest and see what we can do when we get the quarterback out, off of his spot. Yeah, I think once we do get to playing um, Justin Herbert, I don't really consider him a scrambling quarterback, but he can move really yeah. well. Yeah, um, he so he'll, he'll do better than Montez if we get him off of his spot. Well, he uh, can throw on the run a lot better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. but... but <laughs> Those things a lot better. <laughs> doing those things though and creating those pressure and having that having that on film that like this is what you do when when they move here or whatever, we'll be able to do it faster next week. Yeah. And I, I just think that this defense is gonna keep growing and like Mike Leach said, um the defense still has yet to play their best ball. Oh, they're not even close. I don't yeah, think. yeah, so um so it's good to see things are moving in the right uh to, right you know, right, yeah. right direction, and um, it's finally the defense we've grown accustomed to seeing over the past three seasons. So, um, really good job getting back on track defensively and not allowing big plays. Because I mean, yes, you can say it was Colorado, but we played. We also played Northern Colorado. We also played uh, New Mexico. Like it's, it's we've played those teams, and those big plays have happened all over the map, and we didn't allow hardly any of that. On Saturday, right. so there was one play that they missed, the t- over the top to Chanel, that I remember. Mm-hmm. Besides that, I think we're in position pretty much every time, and that was just him being a better athlete than the corner over there. But it, yeah, he torched <laughs> him. But the, here's the thing: I you can live with one or two of those in a game right. if your defense, especially if it doesn't connect. That's yeah, yeah. If they don't <laughs> connect, it helps. But. What I'm saying is, you can live with one or two of those. We yeah. we survive UCLA if we can if one or two of those happens, but a million of them happen. Right, they add up super fast if you're constantly out of position, and that's what we were. And we finally are in the place where I think we're confident in what we're doing when we line up, and I think we're attacking rather than reacting. So um, something else too, uh, just kind of going back to that, one or two are okay. Mm-hmm. Rallying to the ball was so much better. Yeah. Like you saw, um, say the same exact play happened. So the Arizona State game went for an 86-yard touchdown to uh, Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. That little slant that uh, Strong missed, that completely missed, whiffed on the tackle. Well, he did that again on the same exact slant play in yeah. this game. Uh, Katie Nixon, was it? Uh, no, it was Chanel. Oh, it was Chanel. Okay. Yeah. And, and he made one move and made him miss. But the rally was there. Yeah. They ended up scoring eventually, but... From 30 yards out, he didn't get in, and he's just as explosive as that other guy. So um, I thought the rally and, and, and just angles, maybe that's too it, hard to do. There was a week, play but. There was a play with Nixon that was similar, though, that he didn't score. Maybe it wasn't Nixon. It was a crossing over the middle. He caught it short, but then he took it a long way, and we thought he was about to score a touchdown, but we did a good job um, chasing it down. Yeah, angling, so. yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so I just thought the rally was better. The defense just seemed to play a whole lot faster um, and just, just get to the ball, right? That's mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah, absolutely. If nothing else, just find the ball <laughs> and get there. Get there as fast as you can. So I was just I was impressed with the energy there, I guess. Yeah, which is which is actually a perfect segue into uh, us looking at Oregon. Yeah. So uh, moving on from Colorado, great game, great job. I'm really stoked because Colorado, you never know what you're gonna get, um, and we we definitely took any of that possibility away that the they would get back on track so uh, both teams were kind of in the same position both had underperformed for what they're capable of uh but colorado had kind of overperformed when you consider they beat arizona state and uh nebraska, and nebraska. Yeah. so i mean yeah the first year head coach if we've learned like anything this year it's you can't take wins for granted um that's a big win. You can you can try to discredit it all you want and say, oh, it's Colorado, blah, blah, blah. But that's a good football team with a lot of explosive playmakers, and they would have exposed us two weeks ago. So um, we're, we're headed in the right direction for and, sure. And the weather being what it was, uh, there's, there's a psyche. Shows, there's something yeah. in the psyche that just says, okay, just ignore all the outside noise, ignore everything, and just play ball. Yeah, right, it, shows, it that, shows where our team's at mentally right now. Yeah, and I think that's been an excuse in the past. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, something that we're growing. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're, we throw a lot of passes and we did a good job doing it in, in rain that just never let up. Like, that was a huge disadvantage for us, the weather. If you think about it, that weather was a huge disadvantage for us, the way we play. But we didn't use it as an excuse. We embraced it and we... Uh, Went out there and won a game. Well, and we so. did what we needed to, getting, like I said, give it to Max. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give it to Max. Yep. Everybody everybody <laughs> in the stadium was constantly yelling, give it to Max. That was great, man. Yep. And Every then, play. Uh, and then they gave it to Max and he scored. Give it to Max. <laughs> I told you. And that was great. So, so yeah. yeah. Talking roll, about, let's get into Oregon. Let's roll into Oregon because now, now we're kind of, this is the first North team that we've played. Can you believe that? This is the I first team in our division, but I guess. I mean, I guess it leaves us in it somewhat, but yeah. But here's the thing: Oregon, talking about rallying to the ball, talking about uh, being in position, we have to do it against Oregon. Oregon's a team that a gets must. you out of position. That's oh that's what they specialize in is misdirection, which we've struggled with this year. Um, they they show you one thing then they change it um they're not tricky per se they 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 don't go about their business like they're trying to fool everybody but they don't make it they're they're not just lining up and saying we're gonna just do this and you're gonna have to stop it like we do like we line up to pass the ball people know what our pass plays are they've seen it a million times and they just have to stop us Oregon doesn't quite do that (laughs) so um this is maybe the most dynamic Oregon's been since Chip Kelly yeah yeah definitely since since the old Chip Kelly like I would agree with that um I mean when Vernon Adams was at his best they were pretty good but um when he was out they were just as bad so that tells you about the rest of the team I think this team could get things done even with a backup quarterback now their quarterback brings a lot to the table and He's a big reason for their success right now. But I do think that they have more playmakers at this point in time than that Vernon Adams team. So, I mean, you saw a team give up what I think there was a bigger. Oh, it was just about as big of a meltdown against TCU in the (laughs) in the uh, Alamo Bowl. Yeah, yeah. it was a 30, 31 point comeback. Yep. The difference in that game. What was amazing to me about that game is Adams gets hurt. He leaves. And then TCU comes back. But TCU hadn't scored a point. And Vernon Adams was not playing defense. So it's amazing what he meant to that team. Like as a whole. It's, I can't even I can't even fathom how that happens. Anyway, back to our game against Oregon <laughs> this year. Cause uh, they have a quarterback who's not going anywhere. Uh, Herbert, we're gonna have to be in position. We're gonna have to get pressure on yeah. him. Uh, you give him time, he will pick us apart. Our our defensive backs as as improved as they've been uh, or as they were last week, they are going to struggle keeping these receivers in check. Now, it's not the receivers per se that I'm worried about. It's the running backs. But uh, Troy Dye, uh, oh my gosh, that kid is electric. I mean, he looks so basic. 
He, he, does. do, he doesn't wear he doesn't wear you don't see him wearing the sleeves you don't see him wearing gloves he he just wears his jersey he has no accessories but boy he gets a he he, he doesn't he doesn't have an arm sleeve or nothing but boy he, he's the type of guy in NCAA that you go in and you edit yep <laughs> he he yep. doesn't look cool but he gets it done and that's I can't that's have how a guy he plays. looking like that that's how he plays man he's gonna look like he belongs on a football field that's yep but he he's kind of how their whole team plays though they're they're not extra flashy this year uh, i've watched them play they're dynamic they're dynamic and um wow they play they play off pass and run as good as anybody so they get a big run play they'll turn that into a big pla- pass play and before you know it they're in the end zone they score quick um it's a it's a good brand of football so our defense defensively what we need to look for is once again using using the stemming correctly uh, Oregon does stimming themselves. They took it from us. They know how to do it. They know how to deal with it. Yeah. Doing it correctly and putting in enough. Um, Real unfortunate. Putting in <laughs> enough. This is what stealing our coaches gets us. Yeah. It's not okay. <laughs> yeah. They stop stealing our coaches. Yeah. They definitely know what's coming on on the defensive side. But here's the thing: if we put in enough um, enough mixing in of stimming and non-stimming and leaving leaving certain players and filling those gaps, it's going to cause Justin Herbert to have to make plays. And uh, he will make some plays, but I still have yet to see him put this team on his back and carry him. Usually, there's it's the running backs that do it for them. Yeah. Um, when they need things to be broken open. Now, Justin Herbert does his part don't get me wrong he's an nfl quarterback and he's gonna be a starter at the next level Mm -hmm. uh this time next year but i don't i don't see us getting beat by just herbert just playing the game of his life i see us getting beat by misdirection and the running backs um that's what i'm most worried about but if we can get it to where justin herbert has to make plays uh i like our chances of stopping them enough uh stopping them enough not a lot but (laughs) Not often. Just like three or four times. Yeah, just enough to give our offense a chance to win. So pressure, be in position, be ready to play. Uh, they they are the best team in this conference at running at tempo, and uh, we have to be ready for that. So that means that our defense has to be zoned in. Yeah. So, all game, all game. There, you can't. We can't be looking to the sidelines when they snap the ball. We can't be. We can't be walking up to the line or whatever like we were uh, against UCLA. Like we have to be in position. We can't be confused. We have to be ready for the different packages they'll bring, which I thought we did a good job of. I've never liked it when teams stack receivers on us. I've never liked it, but we did a good job against Oregon Colorado. Will, Oregon will do that. Oregon will do it. So I'm just glad to see that we matched up well against it last week. I'm hoping that we can transfer that to Oregon. Um, and then the other thing on defense, we're going to need some turnovers. Um, so yeah. go after the ball. Yep. Um, well, tackle first. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that you risk when you go after the ball. But um, honestly, Oregon, I see them putting up enough points where we're going to need some turnovers. And I don't think Herbert's going to throw the same interceptions that Montez did. So <laughs> he's a smart quarterback. That's the one thing that yeah. he has not hurt them with is throwing interceptions at key times. So. Yeah, but these – so where I worry about that – and I think they've done a good job of coaching it. So I've heard several times from the coaches, especially during the season. And this is something I hadn't heard previously. But first guy, well, since Grinch, first guy to the ball, wrap up. Second guy to the ball, obviously go for the ball. Get it out. Because one missed tackle with these guys will turn into six points. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Being being uh, in position. That's that's where we're. So this is first the thing we game. started with rally. Yeah. Rally to the ball, which we've been doing a better job of uh, the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. yeah, just when you were talking about, too, the other thing is uh, you were talking about don't be looking to the sidelines when they're ready to snap the ball. Mm-hmm. Something I've wondered. I wonder why mo- more teams and I don't know. Maybe they do. And guys just get caught up. But I don't know why if you're in tempo like like the other teams in tempo and you don't have time to get a plan, just go with the last play. Everybody. Mm-hmm. If there hasn't been a play called because you don't have time or whatever, just go with the last play. And then if Herbert looks over, get a different play. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if more teams don't do that, but I see more teams getting caught looking over to the sidelines in this new tempo era where just high speed is everything. Yeah. And and 
I think that's where you get caught. You get five guys doing this play and four guys doing another play and yeah. two other guys playing zone, and all of a sudden you're screwed. One thing that um, is going to have to be on point is our coaches. Um, when Oregon substitute, I w- substitutes on offense, I would like to see us always substitute on defense. Yeah, slow it down. Use McDougal and uh, Misi a lot. <laughs> Just throw, throw them out there. And you got three guys that can play that position. Yeah, exactly. So well, then you got time for them to. When yeah, exactly. Because the refs will give you time, off. so you've got to use that to your advantage. That's a rule that was made based on Oregon and this is Oregon. What other teams do to us it, too, really good. It's funny because Oregon. Um, really well. Oregon was the first to complain about this when they made it a rule that you could have time to substitute. They were the ones that are oh, like, if they on. can't field the defense in time. But the thing is, um, yeah, I think we need to use that to our advantage and our coaches have to be on point because you have to still, if you're going to substitute, you still have to have everybody on the same page and you still have to have the play in fast. That means that our plays have to come in faster. We have to recognize what they're doing a little bit faster um, because and we have to keep everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. We have to keep fourteen people engaged instead of eleven. So um, that's that's <laughs> going to be key. Is our fourteen engaged, eleven on the field? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we've been caught too many times with twelve on the field. Yeah. So we have to wait till they don't don't sub if they're not subbing because they will catch us. Yeah, exactly. So but that's that's what I'm talking about. Chance. Our yeah, coaches like being on point. Our yeah. coaches have to be on point this game because uh, there's very little room for error. So, yeah, that's what I got for defense. Yeah, and then our offense, more the same, right? Max needs to be used to his full potential in this game. We need to make them freak out and focus on Max early. We need to make them commit. Yeah, no, I agree. Because our our receivers are good enough to beat their secondary. I mean, after watching Washington's receivers just destroy them for a half last, last week. Well, three quarters, really. But this is a team that hasn't given up, what, they gave up one touchdown for the entirety of the first five weeks, and then last week gave up four? Yeah. So, um, against, uh, I would say, compared to Washington's recent receivers, a a mediocre receiving core. It's it's definitely the weak spot of their team. Yeah, so I... I, I feel like, yeah, like you said, make them freak out about Max. Max needs to be their focal point, and then everything will open up for AG and the rest of the team. And then the, the O-line has to be locked in. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, we cannot allow that team to rush three, and they will try mm-hmm. to do their little stem and do what we do because <laughs> Kenny Wilson has them all locked in on that, and they think they're... Hey, but just like them, we practice against it too. Yeah, so. exactly. So... So we, that's what I'm saying. We got to be locked in. We cannot allow that to to beat us. Yeah. And, you know, you can say you practice against it all the time, but you still got to go out and block. And they have good athletes on the D-line. They big, have some dudes, big dudes. Jordan Scott, oh, man. Goodness. That dude is a tank. If you think McDougal's big, Jordan's like a third <laughs> bigger. <laughs> He is, but he's he's more athletic than McDougal, right? At this point in his career, I mean, he he wasn't always, but uh, Scott's a senior now, right? Yeah, yeah. It, he wasn't he wasn't always what he is now. I mean, but he that kid has learned to move. He's not just a LOL when you see him out there because it's a big dude. In the he middle. starts LOL and then he ends up. He's fast. Squashing people. He's fast for his size. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching I Stim last week, dude, and I was like, oh. I want to want that dude speed. chasing me. Forget no. that. <laughs> He'd catch me. <laughs> These days. Oh, man. That was not a good thing, man. No, but he's he's fast. So. Uh, yeah, well, okay. So, so there's him, and then, I mean, they have they have guys, and then the, uh, what's the die on the other side? Uh, Travis and Troy, right? Tra- Travis die, yeah. Yeah. That dude can... Now, is he... I don't know that he's going to be playing, though. I would hope not. He left with a... Um, I think they said he like broke his thumb or something. Oh, I can, that's I too can't, bad. I can't remember, but... Um, he, oh, got, yeah, yeah. he got injured last Because he ended up playing with a cast on his arm. Oh, did he come back? Oh, oh he came back with a full cast. He was yeah. He was okay. not as good a tech. I saw that guy jump over. They were showing uh, highlights on the ESPN um, the game day early mm-hmm. in the day. And they were showing him, and he jumped over a guy trying to block him standing up. I was like, what? <laughs> dude, that guy is so freakishly athletic. But I also remember him crying last year when Max made a miss. 
And that was the highlight of my season. I mean, that's one of my favorite cougar moments ever. I mean, it was that same little slide to the right, mm-hmm. and he he just went off the field crying, and he was not feeling. He was hugging Joe Salada. Oh, yeah, that was a highlight for sure. Yeah. Um, so, what we need is the first half from last year, and not the second half. Mm-hmm. And offensively, just, that goes that goes right back to what we were talking about. We can't have these dry dry spells where we just do nothing. Yeah, this is one of those games where you have to put a full game together in order if you're going to beat Oregon. Um, if you didn't see it last week, mm-hmm. Washington was owning them for three quarters, and they did not put a full game together, and they got beat. And, uh, and, and that's a pretty good team up there in, in Seattle. So <sighs> bring it for four quarters. Got to have the best game of the season on offense. And that doesn't mean you have to score 70 points. We nope. scored 67 before, so it doesn't mean we have to score 70, but we definitely have to uh, to score enough that we stay on top. And, and we have to and, avoid and, three and, and outs. And never never slow down. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is we have to avoid three and outs. Field position is going to be give, huge. It'll give our defense a chance if we, if we aren't going three and out for a full quarter, you know, in the middle of the game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's Oregon. I mean... Everybody knows, 11th ranked team, you're going to have to bring it. Uh, people laughed at me at the beginning of the year when I said Oregon was going to be our toughest challenge. And uh, here they are. Definitely our toughest challenge. We think they'll probably win the North. Mm-hmm. They if have, we, what, a 95 99. 99% chance. According to the ESPN's FPI, whatever that's if worth. If we win, that'll change, though. That'll change. Yeah, it'll go all the way down to 96 and a half. Yeah, exactly. Because like, exactly. <laughs> they, they don't have anybody left on their schedule. They have ASU. They have ASU and SC. And it, okay, so they do have somebody left. I mean, but they have to lose if they... You never th- know. They're three games ahead in the this North. This is Oregon we're talking about. They're three games ahead in the North. But if we... Okay. If we win, they're let's two games Let's not talk about ahead. winning the North. Let's talk about realistic expectations. Let's, let's, let's flip into that real quick. Okay. What are some realistic expectations for this team... And I'm not talking about Oregon. I'm talking about Washington State uh, to end the season. We're, we're seven games in. Can you believe we're seven games into the season? Uh, no, I can't. I can't believe that. If it weren't for the week after Arizona State, it's feeling like a month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the longest week of my life. Yeah, that was... could not believe it. But besides that, I mean, it always seems we start the season right, and, and we've been waiting for eight months, and we're just like, ah, oh, finally. Yeah. And then we're seven weeks in. I'm like, what happened? Like, where did it go? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it went by fast. But, but at any rate, we have five games left. Four and three. What are some realistic... What's your realistic expectation of this game right now? Or this, uh, this the end of the season? The end of the season? Um, well, I think we got to think about first becoming bowl eligible. Um, that's doable. We got Stanford still on the schedule who just lost to UCLA. And crushed. they didn't. They didn't uh, lose to UCLA like we did. They were beat from the beginning to the end by UCLA. So I mean, that tells you right there. And then uh, we still got Oregon State on the schedule, although Oregon State is, is somehow second in the North right now. Oregon State's looking. That could be a, an upscale game right there. Yeah, that could be that could be a little bit higher uh, profile game than I expected it to uh, yeah. be, but. Uh, so we got Oregon State. You got a chance at Cal. Cal hasn't been themselves since uh, Garbers went out. Mm-hmm. Um, limited offense. Their defense has looked decent, but beatable. Um, and then, I mean, you got UW and who and Oregon. else? And Oregon. All the North teams are left. So just the North. I mean, you, you got all the North teams. and So you got to think first, just becoming eligible for a bowl game. Um, and then just going up from there. I mean, the Apple Cup is realistic. It's realistic that we think we can win that game this year. We just have to get things going in the right direction. You know, by then, we have to be on the upward trend at that point. And I think uh, I think we'll have a much more competitive game. So get to a bull beach arrival. That's, uh, that would be the absolute, you know. So three and two? Two and three? To end the year? Three and two? Two. Okay. So, yeah, two and three would put us at bowl eligible. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a real awful thing, though. Six yeah. and six is just... I mean, that's the... That's the bottom... 
bare, absolute worst case scenario. I think three and two to finish out the year is is maybe what we're looking at. With a win over Washington, that sounds pretty pretty good. If we're talking about beating Washington, man, I think four and one. Because <laughs> here's why. Because I would think if we're going to lose a game, it's going to be this week, mm-hmm. uh, in, in my estimation. I, I'm going to be going to it. I'm going to have another sore throat afterwards. Because <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to be, you know, trying to out scream the Oregon fans, and we all know how loud they are. So I'm hoping to be screaming all the way uh, into the night um, <laughs> with that one, and uh, and and really happy about it. So, uh, but it, say we go and lose that game um, as expected, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, okay, I'm okay with that. We're at four. We sit in four and four, but then we have Stanford and Cal. In Oregon State in consecutive weeks. I don't know what the... I think Cal and in Oregon State and then I think Stanford. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Um, Cal, I, I expect us to kind of blow Cal out if unless garbage comes back. Because I just don't think that offense can hang. Like, yeah. like Their defense has kind of had our number, though. We haven't had a good offensive game against Cal. Yeah, but I, I don't think they can... Well... Against <laughs> our defenses, there's no telling. Maybe Monster comes out and has his monster game against us or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm worried so, about. So yeah, yeah, I guess you worry about that. And it's we never Amber, play man. well in Cal. We never ever play well in Cal. Mm-hmm. But I do expect us to win that game. And in Stanford, I expect us to roll. I, I don't think they have. They, they got to come here. They got to come here. So that's that's a huge huge advantage for us. Yeah, they just they got to come here, be cold. And then get rolled. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. And they're I'm traditionally for. not a great road team anyway. And then Oregon State's gonna be uh, that game's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a fun one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the there's track gonna be a lot of offense in that one because they got they got some players. Yeah. So uh, you got to win that game, but I think we I think we do it. Um, I still think we're enough athletes ahead of them to to win that game offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, get a few turnovers. And again, they have to come here, so uh, I think we win that game. And then, of course, the game, if we're talking about beating Washington, mm-hmm. and I think that's a realistic opportunity there. Yeah, I think we can finish 4-1. and one. I think that's realistic. I think Washington's more of a toss-up than Oregon is. <laughs> I, think, I think Oregon has so much going for them right now, and we're trying to get our footing. So... Um, but maybe we get it against Oregon. So well, we got it against Colorado. So I'm saying. I'm saying. I agree with you, though. What I'm trying to say is, we have the potential to win every game left on the schedule. Realistically, though, I think we got two losses somewhere in there, just because it's the Pac-12. So seven and five. Yeah, seven and five would be. I would be. I could make peace with. At this point. At this point. At the beginning of the year, that would have been. Disappointing. Uh, it's still yeah. going to be a little disappointing because it's just going to have to be. But um, <laughs> seven and five at this point, that'd be a good finish to the year. That'd be a four and two finish. Yeah, I could live with that. Yeah, I could live with that. So, uh, so that's our realistic expectation for that. Um, let's see, what else do we need to talk about here? Anything? No, I think that wraps us up for now. We just got to get hyped up for this Oregon game and uh, get ready and see see uh, see what our boys can bring because I think we got a lot of fight left in us and I think we still have our best ball to play and uh, hopefully we do that Saturday so yes this would be a great time to start playing our best ball not much time left quite honestly <laughs> no no uh, this but... is this is when this is when a lot of teams turn around though um, and you're just like how like there were so many times uh, over the last four years that Teams that we had counted out, just like everybody's counting us out, we're all of a sudden just in the mix late in the year. So, I mean, yeah, I think we still have our best ball to play, and I think it's finally coming together. Um, I think playing, getting Colorado helped, but um, yeah, I think I think there's there's some a lot to look forward to this year still. So, exciting times on the Palouse. Finally, back above five hundred, four and three. We'll have Peyton Palouse on after the Oregon game next week. Now, he told me he feels really good about uh, coming back on and talking next week nice. after an Oregon win. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's that. A little, uh, little foreshadowing by Peyton Palour. <laughs> so we're excited to get him on here. And then, of course, thank you 
to 247 Sports and Coop Fan for hosting us once again. Oregon Week, everybody. Get hyped up from your couch. Or if you travel to the game, be safe. Have fun. Talk to you next week. Go Kooks.